0: Welcome back to the Key in the Lake Podcast, the Premier Ski Podcast, now with the mention of whiskey in its title. And welcome back to another episode of the 12 Days of Barrel Picks. We are on a little bit of a field trip. Well, I should say I'm on a field trip because my co-host, Wilson Torres, and my other co-host, a uh, Scottish senior correspondent out of Scotland, that is, Callum J. O'Donnell, have both abandoned me. So I'm all by myself at the GNS Market in uptown Chicago to talk a little bit about Bull Run and American Whiskey. Along with me is Z from the stock room. We're hanging out back in the stock room where many reps, customers, good friends, and people have shared many of a dram, and today we're sharing a dram and talking some barrel picks.
1: Awesome. Welcome. (laughs) Thank you. Happy to be had, and first of all, let me just say... um, You know, what horrible co-hosts of yours. Yeah, I know,
0: right? They always just leave me high and dry, especially hanging out in a place like this, (laughs) where I know Wilson has spent many of the time.
1: Yes, I just, I hope they listen to this at some point and hear this because I would say to their face. Yeah, well, fair
0: Mm -hmm. enough. Uh, Callum is actually in the DR right now with his girlfriend for the whole entire winter and working virtually for Abelauer online through there. So he might be winning the winter out of all four of us.
1: Yes, uh, <laughs> certainly not losing.
0: Uh, so yeah, good for him where he can actually do everything virtually and hang out in the sun, in the beach, uh, and with the people he loves too. So we'll just pick that up. I should probably put that over there so I don't hurt that. But oh well, bottle's falling already, and we're only half a drink in. <laughs> no, but we are here to talk about Bull Run, which uh, I was talking to you about before. I don't know too much about. I believe I've had him one time. I can't remember where it was, but I do know it was with um, some members of Westward Distillery, which is also out of Oregon, mm-hmm. who we, uh, as a, my business, working with Star Ward, we used to be on the same portfolio, um, sales portfolio, and we do a lot of work together, and people would get confused about Westward, Star Ward, mm-hmm. single malt whiskey. Is there <laughs> American single malt? We're an Australian single malt, but it was always a good time hanging out with them. And I, th- I want to say it was in New York when I had this, but... The night I'm thinking of was a very long 3 a.m. night that I just went straight to the airport instead of going back to my hotel.
1: Some of the best nights.
0: Yes, yes, I miss those nights as we were talking about before we turned the mics on, just hanging out at our at our old friends, which we call the extensions of our living rooms in Chicago. Bars and <laughs> bars and restaurants. But if you can order out uh, during this holiday season, go support your local places as well as we pour this uh, nice little pick that you guys have here, which is what one of four you've released recently.
1: Um, Yeah, we did uh, not really exactly uh, 12 days of barrel picks, (laughs) but uh, perhaps, if you will, uh, four days of barrel picks. Good enough. Um, We did a Sagamore uh, seven and a half year rye, which we're super excited about. Um, I love rye in general. Um, We love rye here. We do quite a bit of rye picks. Um, And this was through Sagamore, Um, obviously the bull run that we're discussing tonight, Um, a uh, Whistlepig, 10 year, actually 15 years, which happily um, sold out in just a few hours. Really? That was pretty wild. Um, And then uh, just uh, Heaven's Door, I wouldn't say it's a barrel per se, it's more of a bespoke blend that they were able to do for us and kind of our own individual, you know, something unique to us. Cool.
0: That's an awesome place to showcase, though. Um, Even before we get into the barrel pick, too, like, tell people about GNS Market and kind of your you know uh part in this company and also kind of your little bit of a story in the background of getting in the whole entire spirits industry
1: sure uh thank you for yeah that's a great question i <laughs> 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 uh, not not that this is an interview or whatnot but that's uh, always it's a yeah, harsh thank you, interview. you for that <laughs> <laughs> absolutely um so the best way i could describe this is is really a uh collective commune picking group um maybe take the commune out of that because uh we're fairly capitalistic i suppose as opposed to being communists but um so i guess it started a few years back um george the owner of the store um he would you know on thursdays have people over just a couple people at first you know aaron and uh, mike were probably some of the first uh, people um would come by and just have pours uh, up at the front uh, desk actually at the uh, at the terminals and um, at a certain point maybe two and a half three years ago I, st- I started joining them and I started bringing a couple of my friends you know Steven um, you know Curtis and it became you know a little larger so we started coming to the back room just because there's a little bit more space there um, and at that point just the overall interest of the group um, as we both got more into whiskey and more into picks and um just more into, I guess, the entire whiskey community in Chicagoland really started, uh, you know, snowballing, and we started doing more picks, and um, basically what happens is, when we get an opportunity to do a pick, whether we reach out to them or they offer it up to us, um, whoever's available, you know, out of the kind of collective group that likes to come in, you know, on Thursdays or Fridays and uh, drink in the back, You know, spaced out during COVID, of course. Um, So whoever's available, we'll we'll come in and we'll try the different samples. Um, If we're going to go to distillery, you know, we'll have a smaller group, obviously, but uh, just because they have constraints on that. And um, we'll kind of talk it through. Everyone will take notes on it. And we'll kind of make a group decision on, you know, what do we like the most. And it's, we won't necessarily always pick what's going to be the biggest crowd pleaser, we really, um, which is cool, um, it's cool to do crowd blazers. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. But what we really love, love doing is uh, picking outliers, um, ones that there's some variance, or some difference between them and you know the standard shelf offering um, because that's, that's what makes it unique. So that's what we like to right. um, try and go for, it, if possible. Nice. And how big is the group now? Uh, it's hard to say um, <laughs> because, you know, just yeah. different people come in and out you know different periods of their lives like if someone has a baby they might not you know show up for a few months because guess what they're not sleeping right um you know someone might move to a different state for work um but i would say probably the core group is about 10 to 15 people Mm -hmm. um and then we've got a lot of you know perhaps not as core or just becoming core or falling out of habit kind of you know maybe another 20 okay. um so it's a it's a fair amount i would say before uh covid really you know hit us in march on any given thursday night we might have you know 25 people in the back um right. just sharing pours uh talking about the latest barrel pick um maybe picking a new one um just talking with whatever rep uh came in you know whether it be starward sagmore uh blom union horse you know to name a few right right just some of our friends As you're wearing a Blum Bros hat. No, look at that. Uh. I just noticed that
0: too. (laughs) Shout out to Mike and Matt and Matt Brown for giving me a brand new sweatshirt for the holidays.
1: Hell yeah. That that, that Wu-Tang or like that Wu-Tang symbol. I wish it was the Wu-Tang one or Mm. the
0: red one. (laughs) I got a gray one. I'll settle for the gray one. It's also an extra large. Mm. It's a little big, Mm. but it feels great wearing a bed. So I feel like I'm always like have the Blum Bros nestled inside of me (laughs) when I go to bed and keep me warm. So that's all I can ask for in life.
1: Hundred percent. Just, uh, you know, the that, yeah, long, the that beer, long beard. It keeps me yeah. warm at night. Yeah, Absolutely. for
0: sure. Which is actually one of the events I'm going to miss the most is Galena Whiskey Weekend um, sure. of 2021. I'm not sure if you made it up there at all over the two or three years they've done it so far.
1: I did not make it to those, but I did make it to the uh, Blom uh, Whiskey Revelry. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which uh, I, th- I hear from uh, Ellie, um, a friend of theirs, that is not going to happen this year, unfortunately. And unfortunately, that makes me not. very sad.
0: Yeah, it was one of those... Uh, kind of reality checkpoints of all of COVID when you're you're still in this almost 10 months later and thinking, wow, if things we could even do. Mm-hmm. We thought 10 months ago, thinking back on this in March, like, yeah, we'll be fine you know, in the summer. We'll be fine in the fall, 2021, for sure. <laughs> and right. we're still missing out on some of those things. But hopefully, you know, as uh, life goes on and become more of a collective country and being safe and taking account for one another, 2022 is optimistic and maybe even late 2021.
1: Let's get crazy. Amen. Uh, well said. and uh, Leave it at that, I think. Yeah. <laughs> the only thing I would tack on is uh, hopefully we don't have to extend fuck 2020 to uh, 2021 as I well. Hope, I hope so. I hope so. Um, yeah, for you, I mean,
0: as we name all these craft brands, and there's craft brands sitting around us too, and one on the barrel that we're recording on, was that an entry point of whiskey into your life, or was there bigger brands, more of your Beams and your Russells,
1: kind of your more typical brands that you were essentially brought into? That's a good question. Um, honestly, I probably scotch was my entry into oh, really? the uh into the whiskey world uh, when I first uh was bartending you know uh, probably 10 12 years ago um I mean I and it was all about the age I wanted the oldest scotch possible um it was just you know very entry level you know oh let me try johnny walker blue label oh <laughs> then I found out about single malts and it was like let me ha- let me get the oldest single malt I can possibly get right you know um but then i you know obviously was making cocktails so i was drinking them as well and i really loved manhattans and old fashions which guess what those are made out of bourbon and rye um and then i went to um i i would love to check out the local spots i went to barrel house flat you know a blessed memory oh yeah unfortunately they closed and some of the best cocktails in the city Absolutely. Oh, atmosphere,
0: yeah. presentation. Oh yeah. I mean, obviously the taste as well. Yeah. But it was a it was a great time, and the bartenders were like some of the nicest bartenders yeah. that you could like actually talk to. Yeah. And we we say it a lot, like yeah, bartenders are great, and people are so nice to everybody. But like that was truly a genuine mm-hmm. spot where you could ask about what's in your ingredients, mm-hmm. or yeah. ask can I get a variation on this Absolutely. and use this whiskey instead without and not get any, I guess pushback to it. I've been in bars sometimes where like 100%. hey, can I get um few bourbon in that old-fashioned mm. instead of a few rye, like, why? Fairhouse <laughs> 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 right, Plus right, is not right. like
1: that. Right. No, they super knowledgeable. And, yeah, to touch on what you what you were talking about, um, they actually offered me the, um, I don't want to say opportunity, but, yeah, it turns out it was an opportunity. They said, hey, would you like to do that old-fashioned with um, boogers instead of, you know, our you know house bourbon or whatever it was that they were using and i said you know why not let's right. give it a try and it came out and the first sip you know hit me in the face like a bag of bricks um but at the same time i noticed that this was delicious right um keep in mind this was you know bookers 10 years ago is well yeah enough said yeah um i still love bookers you know disclaimer we both have infatuation
0: with bookers i believe so oh do you oh yeah yeah, really, yeah.
1: yeah. I, I'm, well keep uh put a Post known in that I've got some, some like nineteen uh, eighties and nineteen nineties badges open that I think would uh, oh uh, blow your mind. The oldest I have is two thousand four, so oh, yeah, yeah, whatever, not a big deal. Autographed by Fred. No, don't worry about yeah. it. <laughs> I I've got one uh, autographed by uh, Fred. Is uh, two thousand five. Nice. Yeah. I also have an 04, It's empty.
0: Autographed by Booker's, but oh. but but Booker himself. Sorry. Right, but, right, but yeah, Booker yeah, himself. Yeah. That's awesome. Not Booker. He's not plural.
1: Um. <laughs> So, oh, so yeah, I got yeah. it. So that, that's, that was really my entry into uh, bourbon and whiskey, uh, you know, and rye. And, you know, since then, I've, I've really gravitated much more towards those as opposed to scotch. Um, and with, you know, an ever abiding love of mm-hmm. uh, Booker's, which I've always kept on my shelf literally for the last 10 years because of that.
0: Nice. And so that was that that cocktail was your entry point? Absolutely. Really? to
1: To bourbon and rye, that is, yeah. Wow. Yeah.
0: It's amazing to think what you could get. I'm sure that was probably only maybe a twelve dollar cocktail back then, if uh, that.
1: Actually, funnily enough, uh, even back then it was, I think upgrading it to the if I memory serves me correctly, upgrading it with Booker's cost uh, sixteen. Okay, okay, yeah. that, 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 know, that. okay.
0: But, I wanted to be a little bit uh, under you know the gun there, but sure. understand that because Marty Duffy, hmm. I don't know if you know Marty from Glen Karen, I'm class, familiar. Yeah. Um, he tells a story how he used to make Booker's. Cocktails and old fashioned Manhattans, back in the nineties, over in Old Town for eight to nine dollars. Yeah, yeah, like that was his choice, and people would be ordering those. And now it's I don't not allocated, but let's say it's hidden towards the front of the the shelves in some liquor stores.
1: And the prices unfortunately gone up by more than double, which I do understand. Prices across the board are going up. You know, bourbon is rye is hot, but
0: you know yeah it's uh it's near to do my, heart, my heart which is a story i've told way too many times just for your quick knowledge is uh my grandpa w- worked at beam in the 80s and 90s mm-hmm. and 2000s and kind of was there when brooker started developing all mm-hmm. this so um it's why it's close to me but uh we'll move on from there i'm, just, I'm right. I, I think it's fascinating though that scotch was your entry point and then a cocktail was another entry point into this whole spirits world mm-hmm. because I think that was popular kind of in 2012 2013 because people were starting to have more cocktails um, the infatuation with mad men the exploitation sure. of the 60s culture of whiskey drinking in Manhattan's mm. a lot of rye whiskey was kind of penetrated into our culture here now in in you know the early mid2000s that still is more than prevalent today it is now the choice of drink almost where. Mm uh scotch is obviously hasn't forgotten about irish is not forgotten about world whiskeys expanding but at the same time i think a lot of our whiskey nerds in america start with bourbon and rye and concentrate there absolutely oh um which kind of gets us into what we're drinking now
1: cheers tell, tell us about it <laughs> cool um so quick shout out to uh a friend of ours uh adam kamen mm. uh, over at uh, off premise um awesome establishment i right. love stopping in you know grabbing, you know, the latest beer drop or some, you know, like new, you know, boutique wine or some, you know, there's always a great story behind it. You know, they, they met, they went to the vineyard, they went here, right. or there, they met with this person. Um, they've done a couple of Armagnac picks, which are insane if, if, you know, if you're into Armagnac, which yep. turns out I am um, and just, you know, great spot to stop in uh, in Lincoln Park. Um, but yeah, so they've done a few of these uh, bull run picks um, and he uh, introduced me to Christoph, um the gentleman over at Cream. Um, who lined up some samples for us um, dropped them off when we tried them and you know this one was clearly the winner Um, but yeah without you know to actually address your question um, this is a 13-year MGP light whiskey Um, the mash bill is 96% uh, corn 4% malted barley Um, it's actually as of last year it's this mash bill is not offered anymore Mm -hmm. so this is a yeah, you know, so-called uh, dying breed. Um, there's not a lot of uh, light-age whiskey out there other than the stocks, I think, that were set down by MGP that I know of. A dying breed only if it's 2020 so well. <laughs> oh, oof. Um, <laughs> Sorry for <laughs> the negativity right no, there. For sure, for sure. Um, and so generally, um, or I don't want to say generally, but oftentimes um, whiskey will hang out at MGP's um, vast brick houses, rack houses, whatever you want to call them, um, until the distillery or the produce, non-distilling producer, whoever it is, um, you know, pulls the barrels and then harvests them and, or, or does their own thing with them, which in this case, um, they do finishes, um, mm. which is pretty cool. I've seen some older ones. I think one of Adam's was uh, um, 18 months. Uh, I think that was in a Pinot Noir. I could be mistaken. Wow. Um, this one is five months in Cabernet, and uh, we think it really works harmoniously with mm-hmm. the original spirit. Um, as opposed to, sometimes a finish can kind of overtake the initial product. Yeah.
0: And this in the nose, I haven't tried it yet. It has like that funky musky, a little, like I I get a weird bit of mushroom to it. Like on the nose. A little mommy maybe Mm -hmm. like earthiness. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Sure. I mean, five months is uh, a pretty good scale finish. Um, obviously kind of right in the middle there when people say Mm -hmm. a finish, usually around two to three to 12 month. Um, typical average so kind of fits right in the middle there but um it smells like it really has the influence and i don't mind trying some whiskey that has a wine influence to it sure.
1: obviously <laughs> can't imagine why i <laughs> can't, that would be the can't case. i can't figure out why that would be the case
0: <laughs> but uh yeah it's um like i said it's one of my first uh probably my second drink of bull run ever so okay. excited to have this nice let's try it cheers Hmm. I like how the nose holds true to the taste too.
1: Yeah, it's. I don't think you get really get any surprises. No. You know, from one to the other.
0: I mean, the corn obviously makes it an easier whiskey and the um, to drink. Obviously, if it's a high rye or some of the other standard mash bills you get over at MGP, but mm-hmm. this is soft and elegant um, with a, a lingering finish that I can't camp my. Tongue on it or mine on it right right about now but nothing that holds on too long but it's also a really nice beautiful touch to it as well
1: sure absolutely and you know i i think we're struggling to put a finger on the finish mm-hmm. uh, it's it's not a insanely long finish i'd say probably maybe yeah. a medium um the one i think note that really um pulled us when we heard it both like on the nose and uh, when it was first mentioned by i think one of the first people to try it um, was pomegranate molasses in okay. the sense that it's it's definitely got that sweetness to it but it's it's pomegranate is almost it's faint it's it's a little bitter yeah it's faintly bitter it's and there this does have uh, it, a faint bitterness to it which i think you know sometimes can be a good thing sometimes can be a bad thing and i think in this case it's it just complements the whiskey but um, that 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 was the one that kind of hit us when we heard it
0: now that you said that definitely because it has like this tingle like tingling bitterness to it at the end that just keeps staying there. But it's nothing like, it's nothing harsh or intrusive whatsoever. A uh, little jammy taste to it as well, which obviously you're going to get from wine cast with that five month, five month finish to it. Sure. Um, but really excellent. Did, how many samples did you try of it?
1: I believe uh, Christoph sent us five, okay. if I'm not mistaken. It could be, could have been four. Um, he had given, I, the reason why I'm not sure on it is he had also sent us some, uh, samples of some different, um, rums to, oh. um, single barrel rums to pick from, which we, uh, ultimately did not go through with, but, uh, it was a lot of samples all at the same time, but it was at least four. Nice.
0: And how many guys were a part of the choosing of this?
1: I believe there was probably about five of us okay. in the back room and we, um, you know, everyone, you know, tried a little bit at a time, each one kind of wrote their own little notes on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and afterwards we compared notes and you know this one was by far and away. there was like a, a 1a and a 1b mm-hmm. but the the 1b was more like a like a c okay you know so it you know it seemed pretty clear that this was the this was the move
0: and is that how you always usually decipher which barrels you're going to choose is based on everyone's individual notes and there's one at the end that's usually a standout mm-hmm.
1: between the whole collective that's a good question um to answer that, I, I'd say that I wouldn't say that it's set in stone. It's not cut and dried. Uh, sometimes, you know, it's uh, it's it's a happy occurrence when everyone is uh, you know feels the same way. Uh, sometimes, you know, we might kind of do a second round. Um, sometimes we might um, just make a you know a business decision and say, hey, you know, like the group um, is kind of pushing this way, but we feel like this would be best for our clientele. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really it kind of depends, but uh, most of the time, most of the people get a say in it. Is probably the best way to answer that.
0: Does anybody have
1: uh an
0: oversaying vote that can dominate? Okay, I like I like that. Yeah, no, 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 no pointing to yourself or anything like that.
1: <laughs> no, uh, there's no overseeing vote. Uh, obviously, you know George, the owner, has a has mm-hmm. a big vote. Um, some I'd say probably. The long-time regulars like uh, you know Aaron, Mike, uh, you know Curtis, Steve. You know, for example, um, they probably. I ha- I hate to say that like one vote is more mm-hmm. significant than others, but it's definitely, you know.
0: Some carry more weight than others in a little bit.
1: Uh, I, don't, a I don't even <laughs> want to go down that route. <laughs> uh, well, no. I'm We're not avoiding gonna.
0: politics this is whole entire I, podcast. I'm, go-
1: I, I'm not going to say that.
0: No, I get that. It's uh, totally understandable. But I think it's really, it's truly unique that you guys have regulars come in and help mm-hmm. choose your barrels. I'm, when I'm always talking to people about barrel picks, if it's from a professional standpoint or talking on this podcast with individual brands and reps or distillers, I always wonder, who are you buying for? And I think the customer is maybe the first person you want to keep in mind, but you also want to buy something or taste something that's true to yourself that you want mm-hmm. to believe in to put on the shelf where mm-hmm. customers come and gravitate towards.
1: 100%. Uh, that's a good point. And, you know, it would be easy or easier, rather, to just yeah. do the, you know, the legacy brands. You yeah. know, just, you know, stick with our Russell's picks, our Elijah picks. You know, um, let's see, what, what's another, you know... Um, would be a good example of that I guess you could you know Whistle Pig at this point has is, is gotten some years under their right. belt, um, especially from a craft perspective or craftish perspective right, on a national you know, scale. Sure, um, they've definitely got you know they've they've built up to a point where they're they're pretty well known and you know they've got older juice too. Uh, shit, I said juice. I tried to avoid that word, but uh, <laughs> they've got older liquid. I say it a uh, lot. Okay, so. that's fine. <laughs> um, but uh, so it's it's to us it's important to not only do bourbons, but also do rise and not only do the legacy brands, but mm. also, you know, to drink curious, um, you know, try, you know, to do a barrel of, uh, let's say Woodenville or if it's uh, you know, Sagamore or, um, well, Bull Run is probably less known. I mean, it, you know, obviously is a 13 year product, but, uh, it's a lesser known, um, you know, things that don't necessarily, or rather people are not necessarily familiar with, yeah. um, you know, like a brand name yet. Um, but we feel that these taste good and right. we'd love to share them with everyone. Is
0: this, is this the only bull run expression you have in the store?
1: Uh, this is, yeah, this is our first.
0: Oh, cool. And yeah. the Sparrow pick. Yes. Is that pretty rare for you guys?
1: Um, let's, let me, let me go down the uh, list. N- that is probably the first time that that has happened. Actually. Yeah. Normally, I would say, I mean, yeah. it's pretty rare. Yeah. Normally we'll, we'll have, you know, all of the SKUs or at least a very solid representation of them, um, before, doing a barrel pick but yeah. in this case um it's just how it chopped up
0: that's cool i, I like that i mean I, i've had that happen i think once with our company um hmm. i think they might have brought in a case of nova initially but now they just want barrel picks huh yeah okay and we're like can we support you with a 32 dollar bottle of whiskey as well <laughs> so it's not always a 65 70 bottle of whiskey sure. and they're like sure why <laughs> um, which i you know hmm. what Either way, yeah. you're selling your brand and getting it out there and some high quality juice. And yeah. I, I mean, I never had, I, like I said, I don't want to go back to it too much, but, um, I've only had one drink of Bull Run before, but I, this is a delicious whiskey. I'm sure, I assume it's something that's special an exemplary of their product as well, um, versus, I guess, their, st- their standard whiskeys or mm-hmm. what else they're putting out, but it definitely holds up as a, uh, something you want to go grab as a barrel pick, I mean, something that's individual.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and, and, you know, this is certainly something that's um, somewhat off the beaten path. It's, you know, it's got, you know, a lot of that, as as you said, jammy, um, you know, from my end, pomegranate, you know, molasses. Um, It's got, you know, some unique qualities that you wouldn't necessarily find in your typical bourbon, or, or rye for that matter. Um, but you know, forty nine ninety nine. That's mm-hmm. the price is right. You know, you can oh, drink yeah. curious, and I think that people who go into this with open mind will be like, hey, that's actually that's a solid pour. You Heck know, yeah. like I, you know, let me let me experiment with that in a cocktail maybe. Right, but so like I, I could, ask I can yeah. sip on that. You know, like it's halfway there to you know a few different cocktails, and I mean, you may you might comment on this if you know however you see this as but you know it's got such bright vibrant flavors that you can definitely play around with it
0: i think it fits right into a manhattan so easily it, sure um it reminds not of the quality or it's different definitely different taste but how the second more manhattan finish is just like mm-hmm. something you can drop an ice cube in and almost almost drink sure. it like a cocktail you're ready there this is something i think you could mm. have in that as well um fits in that category you put it i don't know if you need to add any bitters to it because it has like that pomegranate bitterness to it. i'm getting it more pronounced in the second sip there definitely Mm -hmm. and like a almost like a burnt sugary molasses taste to it that's um delicious and rounded out all Mm -hmm. in that equal way where cab is probably my favorite red wine so i'm really enjoying this in that sense (laughs) yeah but it's uh, super easy to make a cocktail with them thinking of like three or four off the top of my head Mm -hmm. and it gets back to you know your whole entry point in the bourbon and rye with that booker's cocktail which is unusual Mm -hmm. and i think people might find it unusual that you want to use a barrel pick to make cocktails with it because usually Mm -hmm. it's a little more pricier Mm -hmm. but for 50 bucks it's not like you said drink curious and still try around try around and play some cocktails with it have it with an ice cube have it without it enjoy the way you want to and for 50 dollars, you're not going to bust the bank either
1: 100 percent. couldn't agree more and you know Saying you know fifty dollars is fifty dollars for sure. That's it's not, you know, necessarily a mixer for everyone. But yeah. uh, at this proof point, which is I think what is that at 122 let me take a quick look yeah 124.94 that's 124 yeah that does i mean
0: we always say it i think it's because we just drink a lot but
1: right. <laughs> it doesn't drink like 124
0: right, right um right. but the wine also probably calms that down that sure. flavor a little bit sure. too in there and being yeah. a whole a totally corn mash bill uh, or not totally but a Almost very entirely. very yeah entirely corn mash bill it's gonna bring it to me more of a sweeter drink to it mm-hmm. easier without the rye and the spicy sure. you notes know, coming out of it um yeah. And then, yeah, without, like a high malted barley flavor, either. Sure. So it's a sippable drink. It's very easy drinking. And God, for 50 bucks for 124 proof whiskey, I don't know if you can <laughs> find that too many places.
1: Uh, you know, not at this this age, and that's where you know like the, the value comes in with light right. whiskey, obviously, because um, you know they're using the, or you know for those of you that don't know, uh, light whiskey is whiskey that's been aged in reused or second fill barrels, um, so that's you know they save a little bit of money on that end, and right. you know, um, but to me that's that's great value. I was I was a little surprised at the price when I first saw it mm-hmm. at uh, Adams. Didn't complain. Uh, picked one up, and you know. The first, I'll be honest, the first one wasn't my favorite. Okay. Um, but some of the most recent ones that he's done, and I think he may still have a few at the store. If you want to stop by and pick those up, they're delicious. Uh, Makes
0: sense they would do this with their store too. My beans, a wonderful wine shop as well. Oh, absolutely fits it's right into there. hundred percent. And all the barrel yeah. picks they have too, um, yeah. from various distilleries across uh, across the country, and some also local-ish ones as well too, like bone Brothers. So sure. Doing sure. that in the past. Um, no, it's delicious. And do you plan on continuing the relationship with bull run, maybe getting some different skews in? Uh,
1: that's a good question. Um, I'm not, I'm, I'm honestly, to be completely honest, I'm not familiar with, um, the, their different skews. I'm not sure what they have available. Okay. Um, but if we get a lot of love on the, on the barrel, then, you know, and people talk about it, ask about it, yeah. you know, I'm Sure.
0: That's also something I wanted to hit on real quick was social media coming into factor. I know what you're trying to do with the Stockroom account, give it a follow because that's where all the releases come through and (laughs) all the information about the store um, and what you have going on here. It, It seems like you're one of the buyers and one of the people in this industry who are really adapting to that in the right way and making it a place um a hub where consumers can come by you're talking to a guy today i mean, i walked in here about mm-hmm. you know facebook and instagram and he follows you guys and that's how i fe- figured out and found out about the releases of things and was looking for certain bottles and how that plays an influence and a factor into developing your store and also the brands you bring into your store mm-hmm. how, how heavily do you you know how much time do you put into it how heavily do you factor it into being one thing that can really build a store and bring in other other brands too that want to come to you
1: it's a it's a good perspective on it um have never really thought about it in that sense because i i honestly it doesn't take a lot of effort to okay. just really you know i'm i'm millennial <laughs> <laughs> i know how to use technology i'm uh, sure i probably am not the best at programming and tv but uh you know i can post something up on instagram or facebook and you know if you're if you have knowledge of the uh You know, the whiskey, if you're in the whiskey groups, if you have knowledge of what's hot, you know, what people are going for, um, and not just whiskey, but, you know, spirits in general, um, and you just highlight that, let's say it's once or twice a week, um, and have some interesting barrel picks that you can present to the masses, or, you know, not exactly the masses, but the, you know, whiskey-loving masses, Mm -hmm. um, at that point, you've already distinguished yourself over and above your average liquor store. So, at that point now, you become a destination, you know, where, you know, they can come in and, you know, oh, hey, you know, maybe they'll have a drink in the back room. Maybe they'll get a chance to chat with George. Maybe they'll, you know, get a chance to, you know, sip on the newest release, the, you know, the newest barrel pick that we just did, or, you know, get a raffle into, you know, something allocated that maybe they didn't get a chance to pick up at, you know, their, any other relationships that they may have around the city. Because, you know, we don't, let's not get greedy. So let's not, let's be realistic these days. If you're in whiskey and you want to get your hands on all the allocated products or at least a, a fair amount of them, <laughs> you've got to create different relationships around the city. So right. we're definitely very cognizant of that. And that just, all that, all that does is create competition that mm-hmm. makes us uh, need to up our game in order to attract, you know, new people to the store.
0: Yeah. I know. I mean, from a buyer, from a supplier's perspective, um, you, this store comes up a lot. People are like, are you in there? Have you mm-hmm. gone and talked to Z? Have you gone by on a Thursday night to hang out? So, um, I think you're doing something right there.
1: Cool. Uh, you know, I'd love to take all the credit for myself. No, that's actually not factual because I wouldn't. Um, it's it's really due to, you know, a great group of people yeah. who are just all about the whiskey and, you know, very welcoming and um, just a great atmosphere to be in. And I think that, you know, you get what you put in and, um, you know, or you put out rather, and uh, we're we're a whiskey horse. We we love to put out.
0: I love that. <laughs> well, um, I think talking about a warming atmosphere during over the, during the holiday season is a good way to uh, kind of close this conversation about Bull Run, also about GNS Market in the stock room. So I appreciate the time.
1: Awesome! Thanks for stopping by, and uh, you're always welcome. Oh,
0: absolutely any time, and thank you for that. Cheers, guys. Have a stay tuned for the next. Uh, barrel pick podcast I'm not sure who will be coming up next because i have no idea which order i'm going release he's in but uh i can dare guarantee you it'll be a good one How about that nice
1: happy holidays guys cheers